We are in the midst of the season of Epiphany on the Christian calendar, a season where we focus on the presence of Christ in our world, where we're challenged to open our eyes and to see what God is doing in the world. And we've said before that it's not a time that we really pay much attention to uh, historically, but we used to live in New Orleans, where Finn was born and Epiphany, well, in New Orleans, Epiphany is more than a season on the church calendar. It is carnival season, kicks off on January 6th and goes all the way to Fat Tuesday Mardi Gras. And that means that, well, during that time, for weeks on end sometimes, some weeks it's uh, six weeks, some years it's eight weeks, but every week it seems, twice a week perhaps during the week, there are parades, lots of parades, and all day on Fat Tuesday parades. Now, I know everyone has their stereotypes about what those parades are like, and yeah, well, some of them are like that. But the vast majority are just the best parades you've ever seen. Think of the Norwalk Fourth of July parade, but even better, more candy, more colorful floats, longer than our parade, band after band playing, toys, stuffed animals, beads, and there's always those marching bands. Every middle school and high school, public and private in the whole New Orleans area on both sides of the lake has a marching band, and they're better than any marching band you've ever seen. The bands are incredible, and they will walk for miles and miles down those pothole-filled roads of New Orleans and play nonstop with joy. They will dance. They will be in step with one another. Middle schoolers, high schoolers, all led by someone in the front who's one of their own, the drum major. And the drum major will walk backwards the whole parade. And then they'll do it again the next week and the next week, all chipping in to make the parades a success. This drum major not only directs the band, but they'll keep the beat. He or she will walk backwards while directing the band and never fall down. It's quite impressive. Now, I don't play any instruments myself, but that was a sight to see. The drum major may not in that moment be playing anything, reading music even, but they are in charge of keeping that whole band together. I was thinking about that story, about those moments, those parades, as I reflected on tomorrow. Tomorrow's Martin Luther King Jr. Day, a day when we remember the pastor, the activist who woke our country up and is still waking us up in his fight for justice. One of his most famous sermons was delivered just a month, exactly a month before he was murdered. It's called the Drum Major Instinct. He preached it in Atlanta, Georgia on February the 4th, 1968, almost 51 years ago. And the sermon became famous because it was quoted a month later in the eulogy at his funeral. And as I thought of those parades in New Orleans during Epiphany, those drum majors leading those bands, I thought of his words from that sermon. And the sermon, he talks about this drum major instinct that all of us has. This need to be that person up front, the person leading the parade, the one who is the most important, the one keeping it all together. We all want to be important, he preached in Atlanta, Georgia. We want to surpass others, to achieve distinction, to lead the parade. This quest for recognition, he says, this desire for attention, this desire for distinction, it is the basic impulse of humanity, the basic drive of our life, the drum major instinct. 
But if you've ever been a part of a band, and I haven't, but I know some of you have, you know that, well, not everyone can be the drum major. If everyone's leading, no one's playing the music. But if everyone's playing the music, there's no one to lead as well. There must be someone out front, but without a band, without following the, the drum major's direction, it doesn't matter what is happening, who's playing or who's leading, it's all a mess. But everyone playing and the one leading, keeping everyone in sync, marching down the street, it's a thing of beauty. In our scripture reading today, the Apostle Paul writes about this drum major instinct. He's writing to a church in Corinth, and they all want to be in charge. This church is a mess, and I often will flip to 1 Corinthians just to read and feel better about myself and about you, because we're nowhere compared to this church. They have dysfunction after dysfunction, and Paul talks to them about spiritual gifts. To these broken, messed up people, he says, You've got gifts, but in their church, they're fighting over who has the better gift. It's like members in a marching band fighting over who has the best instrument. But Paul tells them all their gifts, all are things that that, that they're good at, their talents, some of them even miraculous gifts that they apparently shared in, like speaking in tongues and prophecy, that all these things are gifts of God and they are all good, but in and of themselves, they're sufficient, insufficient. No one gift is better than the other for you Our church and all the gifts are needed, he says. No matter your gifts, Paul says, we all share in the same spirit. It is that same spirit that gives you your gift. It all comes from the same place. Varieties of gifts, but one spirit. Varieties of service, he says, but one Lord. God gives us all spirit for the common good so that we can make a difference in our world in our own unique way. And as I read this, I thought of those bands, different instruments, different levels of talent, yet all marching to one beat. They were one. They're all playing one piece of music, some on the trombone and some on drums, some as the drum major and some on the saxophone. Each one by themselves would not be heard. No one could hear the song with just the trumpet playing, but the whole band playing the song became something else. And the people hearing it on the sidelines started beating their feet to the music. And everyone joined in the one spirit. Now, last week, Marty shared with us about Jesus' baptism and challenged us all to remember our baptisms. When we were baptized, we're told two things, at least in our church. We remind ourselves of these two truths, that you are baptized into Christ. And baptism is a sign of your union in Christ, of Christ's love for you. But it's more than that. When we're baptized, we're also baptized into the church. And being baptized means that you are one with Christ and with Christ's church. Because being a Christian isn't a solo act. Yes, you can love God all by yourself. And yes, you believe in God and you can worship God and feel God's presence by your lonesome walking in nature, reading a book, studying, watching a preacher on TV. You can do all these things. But if you want to be a part of what God is doing in the world, Scripture says God's doing it through the church. And it doesn't make any sense why God chose the church, the foolish things of the world, to share the wise, the wisdom of God. But here we are. Church is where music Happens. Church is where God's spirit moves us in the same beat. The apostle Paul says that church, well, it's not about who's up front, the drug major, but everyone contributing and being part of the band. Everyone playing the role they're called to play. There are many members, but just one body. Many instruments, but just one band. And if you've been baptized, you're baptized into the band we call church, and you have a part to play. 
Over the last few weeks, at the end of our service, we've been offering an invitation. An invitation to make your commitment to our church, to make it official, to join the church if you haven't already. A couple weeks ago, Randy and Lisa Bates officially joined the church after already being active and sharing your gifts. And Randy joked he was only doing it to receive a name tag. And did you get your name tag? All right, all right, we got your name tag. Good, good, good. But it's more about being, having a name tag and getting recognition. Joining a church is about stepping up and saying, you know what, I have a role to play. And it's not just keeping this little seat warm, but God has called me to do something. I have a part to play in this community. And you may not even know what it is. Because I've seen some of you grow as you have grown in the church and your roles are different and they change and you wake up and sometimes Marty or I agitate you into that role or somebody says, you know, you'd be good at this. And you wake up and you see God maybe calling you because we need you, every one of you, every one of us to be a part of church because you have a part to play. And if you don't play it, it doesn't happen. All must step up. Use your gifts because your gifts are unique to you. Your role to play, your instrument in the band, and no one can play it like you can play it. But here's the catch. We can't fully, as a church, achieve the mission that God has given us unless we're all fully living into our calling. Maybe it's helping in the nursery or with Sunday school. Maybe it's singing in the choir. Maybe it's greeting visitors or serving on the church board. Maybe it's teaching English to refugees. Maybe it's telling others about your faith and inviting people into your church community. Maybe it's being a part of Amos and talking to your legislators about the issues that are important to your community and your family. Maybe it's volunteering at our public schools or, pa- or baking goodies for coffee fellowship or picking up litter on the street or fostering kittens or writing notes or stitching prayer shawls or just praying for people you know who needs prayers. There is something we are called to do that all of us can do. Not one of us, not all of us can be the drum major, but all of us can play in the band. And what we need is everyone playing their part, joining in that fight for justice. Dr. King led the marches, but without the people there, there would have been no marches. Without the people who were on the ground stirring up imagination in people's hearts that life could be different, no one would have showed up. But together, they changed the world. In this march for justice, there'll be many members but, and many different gifts, and some out front and some behind the scenes, some big and some small, some uh, all of us different but one body. We're about to sing a song. We may have sung it before. I know Tim Beeble taught it to us this summer. But the song Jenny's going to lead us, it's called One Spirit of Love. It's one of my favorites. And the refrain sings many gifts. One spirit of love. One spirit of love. And we all have our part. We all have our gift. I challenge you as we sing to think of what your gift is. Maybe you know it. Maybe you don't. Maybe you pray for God to reveal it. But think of that gift, your role to play in this church, in this world. What is God calling to calling you to do? What is that spirit of love moving inside of you? Let us now share in and sing of that one spirit of love.